In this episode, we discuss Gwyneth Paltrow's latest excuse to start singing, Country Strong. Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot the Belliot Kalen. It's a new nickname I'm working out. I don't know what it means, but I'm trying it out. Yeah. It's because you uh, gained all that weight over the Thanksgiving holiday. I Thank you for calling attention to that. I gained 72 pounds over the <laughs> Thanksgiving holiday. I seems ate, inaccurate. I right? ate five or six full turkeys. I, fr- I blacked out after the fifth one, and then they just told me I had some more. That's because of the tryptophan in the turkey mm-hmm. that made you black out. Exactly, and I sleep eight, so... You know, okay. A lot so, of Doritos too. Dur- burritos? No, Doritos. Okay. Fill but, inside burritos. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dorito burritos. I call them Durbers. <laughs> uh, this is the first time we've all been together since your uh, wedding. I mean, first time for the show that we've all been together at least. Yeah, my my wedding. Dan's talking to me. Yeah, we sh- we've all got wedding rings on right now. Uh-huh. So, no girls allowed. <laughs> nope. Wait, no, that's Boys not... only. Where the girls <laughs> aren't. It's exactly the opposite <laughs> of what four. this means. The manhole. understand. All right, well. Guys, guys, guys. I guess we're all married to each other. I <laughs> wasn't aware married that, to that the was flop. what was going on, yeah. but, you know, I'm comfortable with that. Are you? Here, let me put my hand on your leg. Feels if, right. uh <laughs> TV and movies are to be to believe. And, of course, they are. I am never going to have sex again, and I wear a lot of slacks. <laughs> yes. So, Wait, a lot of slacks? So, like, several at the like, same time? Yeah, multiple pairs. Five pairs of slacks, because I want to, like, give my give my genitals a big insulation, like a cushion. Yeah, well, you're not going to use them. So. I want to look like a muffin down there. <laughs> sure. Um, you're gonna have your own special so place in the for, garage thank you for coming to my wedding guys i'm sorry that dan didn't bring the recording equipment uh so that our listeners could get a, a snippet a taste of uh, there was a request for it but mm, i think better they didn't get a taste because it would be hard for anyone to get a taste of the wedding without being so unhappy that they weren't there also when they found out true. how good it was just I, like a single taste would have driven them mad exactly if nothing I, would ever be so good again sure if I was recording the wedding too, like all that people would hear would be splash, 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 pool. People yelling pool, pool, pool. pool. yep. Or uh, and just the sound of, sla- of speedos we- slapping against each other. And uh, somewhere in the background, we've got to take control by Bobby Brown. Con <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghostbusters two. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Ghostbusters dose? Uh, I don't think they say that, do they? I mean, it's that's the number two. No, I know, in but Spanish. But I mean, in other countries, los still... bustos de los fantasmas <laughs> dos. <laughs> that's not a, that's not how they do it. Oh, how do they do it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to say anything about your wedding, Stuart? Or should uh, we? It was lovely. Thank you for all the uh, well wishes. Uh, all of our listeners who gave us well wishes on the on the Facebook page. Yeah, and for those who didn't give Stuart well wishes, Shame. fuck you. Shame on you. Yeah. Sons of bitches and daughters. I don't discriminate. Sons of daughters? Yeah. <laughs> Sons mean, of daughters. Everyone's true. probably a son of a daughter. Well, except for one. Yeah. But he's, yeah. Anyway, so, but yeah, it was a great wedding. And uh, next time, you should invite all the Flophouse listeners. I should, right? To your now, next wedding. <laughs> are are we spending all this time Which, talking about my wedding because the movie we watched tonight was, I mean, really good? or? Uh, yeah, it was we so have good. We have nothing to say. To say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we watched a movie called uh, Country Strong. Los okay. Stromos del Country. <laughs> sure. In Spanish. Uh, this was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I, I can only assume seeing... You can only hey. assume it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, yeah. Could have been a skeleton. <laughs> Could have been, <laughs> I can, I mean, been I, some Halloween skeleton with, sure, a, wig I, with I, a blonde wig I on can it. only assume it was Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, I was not there. Okay. It could have been someone until in a we do Gwyneth DNA Paltrow tests. Suit. Yeah, that's sure. true. Uh, no, I was going to like say Doug Jones in a Gwyneth Paltrow suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's very—he's a very talented physical performer. I'm yeah. sure he could do it. No, I was going to say this is—I can only assume that this was Gwyneth Paltrow seeing Jeff Bridges 
uh, having made Crazy Heart. Did yep. Crazy Heart? Yeah. Did this come out yeah. after Crazy Heart? It did, yeah. Yeah, and we're like, I got to get it on to that. To the same accolades. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. The weird thing, mm-hmm. okay, follow me, guys. Okay, then we the should probably tell, say what this movie was about. Is Garrett Hedlund, the guy in this movie. Yeah, the beautiful Garrett Hedlunds. Was in the Tron movie. Tron with, Legacy. With Jeff Bridges. Uh-oh. Who oh, was circle. in Last Picture Show. With, with Cloris Leachman. Okay. Okay. Keep it going. Who was, who was on in the Young Mar- Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Who was in Life Stinks with the cast of Life Stinks. Should have picked a Mel Brooks movie that I knew the cast of. Oh, that was a mistake. Oh, God. Who was in Spaceballs with Pizza the Hut. Who was in Last Tango in Paris with Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando and Pizza the Hut made a number of films together. He plays uh, himself all the time, Marlon Brando. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pizza the Hut just disappears into the roles. Yeah. That was him as the lead woman in Last Tango in Paris. Yeah. Pizza the Hut. Mm-hmm. He's like, rub rub this pizza grease on your ass. And then, okay. Okay, Pervasoid. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I know we were talking about Famous Last Tango Ling. in Paris, okay. but still weird. Uh, so, pizza grease on <laughs> one's ass. <laughs> Sounds like it would burn you. Yeah, I think we've already addressed uh, the effects of pizza country on strong. one's genitals. <laughs> country strong. So what's country strong about? I'm glad you asked. Gwyneth Paltrow plays Kelly, last name withheld. Cantor. Ca- Cantor. Kelly Cantor. A, you know, like when a horse slowly walks somewhere? Or like the sacred singer in Jewish prayer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think it's spelled that way. How's it spelled? I don't know. They're spelled the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it's spelled a little differently. Uh... She Kelly Cantor, who is a an hit country music superstar sensation. They say it a couple times. She's a six time Grammy winner. Wow, multi platinum recording artist. Uh, but like we a, like a woman Garth Brooks, exactly Garthina Brooks. But we find her in rehab. Seems she's had a little bit of a problem, which involved a miscarriage and alcohol. So I don't know why I said a little bit of a problem in a in a coy way, as if it was cute or funny. Uh, she's being pushed by her husband slash manager to leave rehab and get back in the biz. Played by real life country strong, uh, country strong <laughs> Tim McGraw. <laughs> yes, he is a real life country strong, <laughs> as opposed to the actors playing country strongs, which the rest of the movie is. Uh, not to be confused with Tug McGraw, who is not in the film, <laughs> but should have been. Uh, Tim McGraw, who's the a real life country star who does not sing in the movie, but the other actors do. Who are these other actors? Where there's Garrett. Headland. Headlands, who plays an orderly at the rehab center, who's also a country singer. I thought he was her sponsor. He calls her. He says he's her sponsor, but he's not. Okay. And he's also a. He's having an affair with Gwyneth Paltrow, which is what a sponsor shouldn't do. Yes, uh, as seen in season two of Dexter. Spoiler alert. Okay. For Dexter. That was all right. Season two. <laughs> Thank you. Second season. The second season. It's of not Dexter. very good. Okay. But it picks up again. All but right. not in season three, which no, Dex- gets worse. Is this a Dexter cast? I, I thought this was the Flopster. <laughs> oh, sorry. Flopfixter. Uh, no, the yes. other country you strong. You can't say Flixer because that's already exists. That's taken, think, yeah. yeah. But the end, there's another young country singer that the that Tim McGraw is pushing, played by Leeton Meister, who's a former beauty pageant who is now wants to be a country singer. But she has stage fright, which she gets over in about five minutes. I'm only to assume this is after she has that roommate problem in uh, <laughs> which she is the problem. She's the roommate that kills that kitty. And then, uh, uh-huh. then, then Lila Gary has to kill her. Yeah, Minka Lyla. Kelly. Minka yeah, Kelly Minka has to Kelly. throw her out a window or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did she die in that? Did she get thrown out a uh, window? Thrown out a window onto a bullet or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's where how it was, I think. <laughs> Probably. Uh, bullet was in a tree, which was the weird thing. Yeah, and yeah. So there's not a lot of plot in this movie. Yeah. There's just like Gwyneth Paltrow goes back on tour. It's like a mumblecore movie. Right? It is like a mumblecore movie because everyone you can't hear what people are saying half the time. And uh, it's about real life situations. Not really. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of loosely based on the same story you've seen in other country music movies that are based on real people where it's like she has a drinking problem it's hard to deal with the stress of being famous and being a country singer she, her husband she thinks is cheating on her with Leighton Meister although that we never actually see that happen yeah. she's threatened by Leighton Meister's uh, up and comingness 
she relies on the strength of Garrett Headland, but too, but not as much as she should. That's Bo, right? That's character Bo. Yeah, Bo. Bo and the uh, Leighton Meester is Chili's, or her name is Chiles Stanton. Okay, Chili- that's not a real name, though, right? No, well, neither is Bo something. Well, or... I mean, I've heard the name Bo before. I've never heard somebody named Chiles. Chiles sounds like it would be like an undercover cop in a TV show, or like yeah. a drug dealer or something. Dan. Or a restaurant. I thought it was Giles for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's butler was supposed to walk into the it's room. It's not Childs. <laughs> it's not Childs it's not Childs. Either. I thought it was Childs 2. Yeah. Childs 2, the sequel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the parenting. <laughs> now they're the parents. <laughs> uh, but basically, like, there's a song that Gwyneth Paltrow's going to sing. sequel, by the way. Goonies 2, The Parenting? Yeah, where, where the Goonies are now the parents, and they have a new <laughs> new crop of Goonies. They've got to teach how to goon. Yeah. <laughs> the Goonining. They have to remember what it's like to be a Goonie. It's like a coon. Well, because they've sold out after the success of the first Goonies. Oh, yeah, well, because they had all that money from King Willie's Gold or whatever the shit. <laughs> no, Willow. From okay. Willow's Gold. Okay. <laughs> so, back to Country Strong. So, anyway, it's a big ball of soap opera, but not a lot really happens. There's some crying, there's some fussing, there's some feuding. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow manages to pull it together for the final big concert in Dallas where she had her mishap that led to her drunkenly losing her baby. And then, spoiler alert, uh, she dies from an overdose of pills. Yeah. yeah. And, deliberate uh, overdose. Deliberate overdose. She yeah. commits suicide. And then Leighton Meester and Garrett and then, Hegman's... like a phoenix reborn from the ashes. <laughs> Garrett Hegman's... Goes yeah, a new generation of country strongs are unleashed upon the world, and it's ended with the promise of a professional cooperation and maybe more romance between uh, Lincoln Minkers and and <laughs> German Gubitz. I, I think they were better with the than the with the romance than the than the the professional. I mean, they're both famous now. I mean, how, but I mean, in comparison to what? Like, they don't really. They don't really give you a sense of the outside world and famousness. Like you don't see their cover on Star Magazine or anything. No, but you see that you hear. And that's how I judge if somebody's famous or not. <laughs> but they do like big press conferences, and a reporter asks him, "What's it like to have your life change almost overnight?" But what if it's like it's all you like gaslighting a- or something? Like in, they want to uh, steal his jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> so in the game, so you're saying that this is all something his brother set up to entertain him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for it's his all, birthday. Yeah, it's all a part of a big birthday celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. And there's nothing in the film to support that reading. <laughs> uh, hey, but you're right. There's no sense of we occasionally see like cheering fans outside of a concert, and we see the audience clap along to songs. But there's no sense of that these people exist in a world that has anyone in it but these people. And the uh, whatever fame they might have, at no point do you see them living differently. Like, he's still got that scraggly beard. He's still wearing a weird shirt. He dresses like, the same, yeah. Like, they always, people always walk into scenes in this movie as if they forgot they were going to be in a movie that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's, I mean, there if there's one thing young, handsome uh, stars are known for, it's for being clean-shaven and, and kempt, Stuart. That's, uh, we live in an age of real, like, real, like, just, like, snappy, sharp, uh... Wow. I don't understand. I I don't know why you're jumping all over him like this. Well, I mean, at least like there, most most actors. Uh, Could this be the end of the flop house? Dan, most actors when they flop house probably not. It would be an abrupt. Yeah, that's way to finish that. It'd be like the Twin Peaks ending. Spoiler alert. And then, (laughs) (laughs) but what I'm saying is that is that uh, we all have to imagine that someone come and save us from the Black Lodge. As the, I like to imagine. Okay. Okay, let's go deep into our fucking Twin Peaks mythos here. <laughs> so, no, right, all so I'm the saying is, talking dwarf. Is, the, is the bow character has a beard that looks like somebody glued it on his face in patches. Like, it's not a real beard. No. It looks like he gets up every morning, starts to shave, and goes, eh. And, ba- and like, I don't know if he even it. shaves. It's like he takes a pair of, like, fingernail clippers to some of his beard <laughs> and then gives up. <laughs> he takes a piece of masking tape and he just kind of sticks it on his face and whatever hair gets pulled out, it gets pulled out. And he sells the rest to a doll company. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Very <laughs> Dickensian. <laughs> so he pays the bills on this horrible life he lives. It's so. called getting a Nicaraguan, by the way. <laughs> Brazilian, they use wax. Nicaraguan is just masking tape. Yeah, it mainly just gets lint out of the beard. <laughs> That's the primary... Uh... But I mean, like the the, the you know. Like I the also real... forgot to mention, 
Uh, well, it's after after you say, I mean, I forgot a character. So the Kevin Smith cameo is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm talking about the. There's a Gwyneth Paltrow has found in the forest around the rehab place a tiny bird that she has named Loretta Lynn uh, to remind us of better country singers, and she says, "I'm taking care of him." And her husband, for some reason, decides, "I'm going to take this bird away from you." And then <laughs> yeah, later, you can't have nice things. <laughs> And then and then just but carries. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go along with it and carry this fucking box around all the time. You see him carrying a box with a little bird in it all around. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a good way to sort of keep keep people on their guard. You're and not expecting an, them to have like a bird in a box. And as an actor like Tim McGraw, who's kind of new to the whole acting biz, it's good for him to have like a. Like a, a, a physical, a physical object. For yeah, because he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he just put them in his pockets otherwise. Yeah. So no, I was so used to strumming a guitar, you know, guys. A guitar. Mm-hmm. A guitar. That's why he was strumming strum. that bird through most of the movie. <laughs> strumming the, the yeah, and the bird would just go. It's a living. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I was gonna say that you know, like the real, the real triumph of this movie, of course. Is uh, it's just it's uh, it's a cavalcade of likable characters, the characters that we really care about. Oh, it we is admire, a movie where we enjoy when a ca- when a major character dies. <coughs> you're like, oh, uh, yeah, all right. Like, there's no, not even a pang of anger yeah. at the movie for killing I mean, a character for no reason. That's one less character when, to sing songs. <laughs> no, when Guess Paul- they weren't country strong enough. <laughs> When Gwyneth Paltrow kills herself at the end, you're, you are left Spoiler kind of thinking, alert. like, alert. Yeah, you it's talked essay. about it already. You. <laughs> Dan, don't ruin the movie. When she when she kills herself at the end, uh, it kind of feels like, okay, yeah, that was a reasonable response. Like, you've, I mean, that was a, that was a, that was a move. That, yeah, she wants to burn out. She doesn't want to fade away. It's yeah, a exactly. logical move for you to make. I mean, you kind to live of, fast, die young, and leave a skeletal corpse. From what we've seen, you don't really have that much to offer people, so... <laughs> Sure, why not? Yeah, none of these characters are create any sense of connection with the audience. But what about audience. when she made all those friends at that bar when she was wasted and, and then she, left that bird to die? And she also sang a song for a, a kid with leukemia yeah. who made a wish. Yep, and she had sex with that sleazy concert promoter. <laughs> but almost okay, had well sex that, with a sleazy uh, okay. concert promoter. Well, she might have been See, I think sex. she was we, mid-sex we, when... Uh, I, they were getting there. Stopped. I don't think. I mean, they were wearing a lot of clothes, but she's, you know, we covered this. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Oh I'm yeah, that's about. true. We did. Okay, not something that the flop that the <clears throat> listeners need to hear. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, uh, I don't need my main characters to necessarily be, be likable. Like, yeah, but I mean, there's nothing to latch onto. Or like, she like this is a character who is like mid thirties, uh, mid melt meltdown through oh. the entire film. Like she, like we see two. Uh, concerts where she totally dicks over her fans by like coming out like the first one she come, uh, comes out half finishes two songs and then leaves because she can't uh, do she's anything having a mental breakdown the second one she's so breakdown. drunk that she can't go out on stage at she's, all she's having some kind of a metamorphosis you she's know? constantly yeah, turned into a big cockroach she's yeah. constantly having sex with Bo but then like well, that's yelling implied. at her we husband we don't actually see her constantly having sex with him yeah it's like not like she's on stage singing while she's Having sex with him. All right, yeah. she's having sex with Bo all she the, a lot. Him. And then when there's a and scene, then she's getting mad at her husband all the time uh, for smiling at him. Yeah, possibly. She suspects her husband of like grooming Leighton Meister to be the next, be his next woman, I guess. But hmm. there's really no evidence that he's doing that. And at the same time, Gwyneth Paltrow is openly pretty much having an affair with Bo. Like we know yes. that from moment one of the yeah. movie. You know, so that's going on. You got her husband who like broke broke her out of rehab early. <laughs> yeah, he gave her a cake with a file in it. <laughs> yeah. Basically just because he was like, Okay, well, uh you're the you're my meal ticket, you're the big country star, we gotta get you back on the road. Yeah. So he's not great. You got Bo who uh is screwing this unstable woman. And he does a lot of scowling and, and whining. And then he's also uh putting the moves on Leighton Meester. And then then when it looks putting like Putting the, the penis end, on Leighton Meester. Yeah. Yeah, he does put his penis on her. <laughs> on her? He just lays it gently <laughs> on the crown of her head. <laughs> give her an idea. It's like, called a hold, Trojan helmet. He's like, hold on. He's like this. This it's penis, called a Spartan. This penis is really is a little heavy. Like I've been I've been carrying this thing around between my legs all day. Can I just rest it on you for a moment? Well, she was asleep. She didn't know. Can you help me carry the load? <laughs> but but uh, she, uh, I mean, Leighton Meister is starts out being a very unlikable character, yeah. and then I felt becomes a more likable character. Well, she's the but, only one I liked, and the like. 
but she she and those started... dimples didn't hurt anything, you know. <laughs> sure, she's a she's a she's a cute lady, real cutie pie. She's a yeah, she's a sweetie pie, honey. It almost it almost made me she's forget a real what little a crazy tomato. roommate she was. <laughs> Remember, guys, she was in the roommate. She had those weird ta- weird was... taste in art. I, I think she was playing a different character, Stuart. I think that these are two separate. I characters. prefer to believe it's okay, the we'll same talk character. About, you know, we'll talk about that later. Like Patrick Swayze in Point Break and Roadhouse. Yes, <laughs> but then like, there's like this weird moment at the end where, where like James Earl Jones in Star Wars and The Great White Hope. <laughs> yep, same person. And coming to America, same person. Uh, He's but, king of an African country, and then he becomes king of a space empire. <laughs> that's uh, that's what Darth is. That's the title. Is, is space king. empire king? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, Wouldn't he be an emperor? No, no, there is an emperor already. Okay, so he's, just, he's a like, king he's of a, a vassal of a principality. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's a he's the cape viscount, right? <laughs> yeah, he's much higher than a viscount. Okay. Yeah, I, he said king. He's I'm gonna king. go with that. Let's do this. Come on. Uh, no, but like I, it also bothers king me of space that the two country, the two young country strongs, uh, yeah. Bo and Leighton Meester. Like they both want to be country stars. Like they both want to sing country, country music. Strong, yeah. They're they're uh, opening for Gwyneth Paltrow's character, but for some reason, Bo like lays this like weird guilt trip on Leighton Meester about like, oh, you can sing your pop country music. Well, they try to, and then like seems like he's mad at her at the end when she's like soaking in the adoration of the crowd. He, they try to draw a line between that he's the real, he's got the soul of art, an artist. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if he's performing in a stadium or in a grungy biker bar, mm-hmm. as long as he's playing his music the way he wants to play his music and he stands for real country old-time soul whereas leighton meister is like a pop carrie underwood type except their songs sound exactly they the sound same, the same. Yeah, there's be no like difference if, if like justin bieber was complaining about all these uh, these sellouts that play shitty pop music if justin bieber then... was like kesha you've got to really find the soul of your music mm-hmm. you know and then he comes out and plays what the baby baby song he sings <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry if I've just alienated all the Flophouse listeners who yeah. are real Bieber fanatics. Real Bieb heads. Yeah, well, we play mainly to an audience of tweens. That's what I find when I look at our uh, demographic breakdowns. Our demos? Yeah, when, when the, the network. I can't believe you hired that, that <laughs> demographics company to, to find out the numbers, <laughs> to do a poll of our listeners. Uh, uh, oh, we found out LA, that most of them own computers. To, it's going to help us with our, uh, our LA, advertising You need dollars, to increase your Q rating. Yeah, what's my Q rating right now? Like eight? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, eight point three. Is that good? What's that out of? Like eight point three two? I don't know. I know that Stuart has twelve wormy boners. <laughs> that's, right. pretty, that's that's better than good. last year. I was only at ten wormy boners. <laughs> and Dan, how many boring Leonardos are you at? Uh, I don't want to get into. How many Leonardo into... Scrooge McDucks are you? <laughs> Look, I'm the. <laughs> okay, what's your Cyclops quotient? The uh, study, so I don't. Uh, it was mainly about you two, and uh, and about how many tweens we could we could draw. Are you? In. What's your Pervasoid rating? You still at number one, or have you slipped in the rankings? Uh, I, I like has Brett Ratner surpassed you as a pervasoid? Uh, he's he is more of a, a dick, and I'm the pervasoid. Okay, as a pervasoid, I have, I have say, a more important question: Is uh, the city Duckburg on the planet that Howard the Duck is from? <laughs> and if so, does Scrooge McDuck know quack foo? <laughs> I don't know if the demographics people can answer that. It's really more of an astrophysics question. Uh, and then I have a sub question. <laughs> What are the tenets of Quack Fu, and why does it just look like he dodges around and hits people with objects he finds? <laughs> well, that's the tenet of Quack Fu. Sure. Don't get hit. Hit people with objects you find. Yeah. Mainly a a style of fighting based around fighting human beings as opposed to other ducks. <laughs> yes. Well, it's uh, Quack Fu teaches you to fight people who are bigger and less feathered than you. Sure. It's much like it's it has a lot of things in common with the double dragon fighting style. Okay. Except that with Quack Fu, you don't expect your enemies to fade away and turn into big things of meat that you eat. Uh huh. Um. Why were the giant guys in Double Dragon called a Bobos? This <laughs> is <just> their name. <laughs> okay, Dan. Go back to what we were talking about. Uh, I think we're talking about. What were we talking about? Uh, Quack Tree Strong. Quack Tree Strong. So, Country Strong is the name of a song that Gwyneth Paltrow does sing. Yeah. So, by the time you get to that song, you're like, Big yeah, fans. Country Strong. Yeah, this is what I came to see. Oh, lots of Country the Strong. There we got title about. Now we're in a million years into it. <laughs> I mean, this uh... is a very slow board. Well, the thing is, this is the kind of, this is such a, it's such a cliche old story, like the fading star, the up, up and coming star, the rivalries, the two men, and like, they could have made this movie in 
the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, yeah. the 70s. Except in those versions, it would have been like over the. It would have been so much more emotional and so much more big. What? And here it was like just kind of all sub. It's that 90s style of filmmaking, or not 90s, <laughs> sorry, that 21st century of filmmaking where everything's like really subdued and not. There's not a lot of energy to anything. Well, and the only innovation they've added is in making you not sympathize with any of the major yeah. characters. Um, I mean, this is a movie that, like, clearly the 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 thing, the driving force behind it was Gwyneth Paltrow being like, I like to sing. And people, you know, telling Gwyneth Paltrow that she has a nice voice, which she does. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fine. I mean, uh, but, like... That was the thing. She's no I mean, Andrea like, Bocelli, but who is? A good, yeah, I'm not like screaming and tearing in my ear holes. <laughs> but a good a good quarter of the film, at least, was musical. Except in pleasure. Um, was musical performances. Yeah. And everyone, uh, I think, was credible as country singers. Yeah, no one embarrassed themselves. Yeah. Uh, but that's about as No one as had as to do any, like, talk singing yeah. like actors do when they can't really sing. Like, like, uh, like I've grown accustomed to her face. Exactly, like basically Rex Harrison, yeah. yeah. But bring a woman to your life. Da, 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 da. You know, it's the it's kind of interesting that all the, that these actors got so like into the project, so invested in the project to spend all this time like basically trying to become country singers first and then be in this movie second. Like it's not like the fucking dialogue leapt off the page like No, that's true. I mean, I think like, it is the singing. I mean, that I think was the probably the quality perform, of the ink. Like People who perform have the disease where they want to get up also and sing in front of people. Okay, well, so everyone wants to sing. So in front you're of saying people. that yeah. the opportunity to to pursue a fake singing career was what? Right. What well, it's very easy for a fake singing career to become a real singing career. Okay. And and frankly, like it's kind of weird. And frankly, <laughs> <laughs> and fra- and frankly, the diary writer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I won't get into that. Too much. Sure, that's not a that's, that's not, not that's not a funny tangent. That's not a profitable line of comedy. <laughs> the uh, like America seems to be one of the few countries where big actors don't automatically have a singing career. Like I watched um, uh, as tears go by the Wong Kar Wai movie recently, and I was looking up stuff about it, and I didn't even realize that like the big Hong Kong stars are also huge music stars. Like Andy Lau has an enormous singing career, you know, and it's yeah, it's just taken it's taken for granted. Like you're a big star, so you're a big star in everything, you know. So I guess Gwyneth Sports, wanted a little taste of that singing, action, mm-hmm. painting, painting, yeah, sculpture, engraving, sure, <laughs> um, physics. Wait, did you already say sculpture? I think so. <laughs> I think uh, that's that why too. you're thinking of it. Yeah. But the the uh, so let me ask you a question. Or did you have something you were going to say, Dan? No, no. Let me open up the table to Discussione. Okay. Okay. So the movie Crazy Heart. Did you guys see it? Yes. Yep. I thought that's not what we watch tonight. We watch Country Strong. No, I didn't mean. Did you see it tonight? Okay. Have you seen it in the past? Yes, I have. So this movie, in terms of the overall outlines of the plot, not that different from Crazy Heart. Right. Crazy Heart was a much better movie. What do you think the difference is? Is it just that the writing was better, or what? That you could hear what people were saying when they talked, or? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I I don't think that there is anything in Crazy Heart where like <laughs> that character is inherently more likable, like by I mean, Jeff, by his actions, I mean, Jeff, by his actions. That's though, true. Well, I'm he saying. does think like he loses a kid at a mall. He's a bad boyfriend. But Jeff Bridges has just an inherent likability. Whereas, I mean, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't share the hate that a lot of people have for her. Like I've liked her in things, but she is noted for having sort of a chilly demeanor. <laughs> so if you make her so being a, an unlikable a, character, <clears throat> so being a self-destructive diva, yeah, fits Jeff Bridges. But not Gwyneth Paltrow. Interesting. Okay, that's a good. That's a good answer. The well, and also the crazy art doesn't quite so much have that like the reflected like here's a star past their prime and these are some new up and coming stars. Crazy Heart, I don't feel really. I mean, it kind of had true. it with Colin Colin Farrell, but he was he was more. He's it, already a star. He's like it's Crazy Heart. Colin Farrell has already far surpassed Jeff Bridges. And yeah. Jeff Bridges is, and the story's not really about him. As, yeah. Whereas this movie, a lot of it's about the fucking Bo character, who's fairly 
broadly drawn. Yeah, very bland. And I can also genuinely buy the uh, sort of issues of authenticity that Crazy Heart tries to bring up because they do differentiate the sounds of the different types of country music That's that true. are used in that movie. Those and, are all good answers. And Jeff Bridges is a like the uh, the Crazy Heart Jeff Bridges character, bad whatever, is a much more believable alcoholic to me than. Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow who all of a sudden you just you own her alcoholism is displayed by every once in a while you'll walk into a room and she'll be shit faced with a bottle of vodka in her yeah I mean like that yeah I that was one of the things about the movie is like I knew going in that she was supposed to be playing an alcoholic but I was like I wonder when the alcoholism is supposed to kick in and then I was just like oh there's a bottle of vodka on the table I guess she's supposed to be drunk right now Uh, I didn't I didn't get that yeah whereas in Crazy Heart it feels like alcohol is just a a yeah, you can feel necessary it component to his life at all times. Coming out of his pores at all moments. I mean, if you go to see the sense around. Mm-hmm. Those are, I think those are all good examples. Okay, now Country Strong. Country is, Strong, on the other hand, has Gwyneth Paltrow singing to a bald child well, in he a has, cancer ward. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's not well, just he's bald. Not, I, one, I brought up cancer one, afterwards. One, he's not in a cancer ward. He's in a classroom. All right. And two, <laughs> you say bald child as if that's crazy. It's because he has a horrible life. No, no, I disease. say that as if, like, get a wig, kid. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, I say that. He's wearing a hat. I say that as if to. That just accentuates his lack of hair. To uh, uh, bring uh, attention sadness? to the fact. To bring sadness to our listeners. That, that if you want bathos, if you want a yeah. movie that uh, you can't just wallows in, like, like, there's nothing more uh, just like. To make you feel creepy and ooky than Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> like the Adams family? <laughs> singing to this uh, cancer child with her, like, uh, you know, like acoustic. So, I, I don't know. It just, her guys. It, just, it, it feels like Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress, being like, this is the scene. Yeah. This you is know? what's going to win me that Oscar. I'm going to. Either you know, that or one of the scenes where I me yell. Me and the sick child. That's what's yeah. going to put me over the edge. The one where she yells about her, her dead baby bird or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Wait, did that not happen? I don't... They kind of gloss over they what happens to the They probably cut that out. Bird. That was in the, 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 the alternate ending that we didn't get to see. The original ending, they walk in on her. This is my assumption. In the okay. Because ori- I Paint read... Paint a picture. I read that the DVD has the original ending, but we don't know what it is. We didn't watch the DVD. We watched it on off of TiVo. Uh, so here's what I imagine. They okay. walk into her room. There's pills on the table. They can't wake her up. Uh-oh. They're going, Kelly, Kelly, wake up. Oh, what did you do? Kelly, Kelly. And they're, oh, God, she's dead. She pops up. Gotcha. I'm okay. But my bird is dead. Cut to the funeral. <laughs> tiny casket. Bird funeral, The sure. pallbearers are all other Paul birds. Paul Bear, the uh, sidekick <laughs> of The Undertaker? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Paul, weird. That's, he's, he's performing WWE, the service. Country music, I get it. Yeah, they put a tiny shoebox into the dirt. They put, but there's a huge monument above it. Oh, of course! Like many, many times life size. Yeah. And for some reason, the bird has a book tuck, tucked under its wing, <laughs> and in the other wing, it holds a star. Okay, so it's like a songbird. And she says, "For you, birdie bird," because she's already forgotten Loretta Lynn is the name of the bird. Okay. <laughs> For you, birdie bird, I will continue to be. And she turns to the camera, close up, look at the camera. Country strong. Title comes up. You hear a gunshot for some reason, but no one's hurt. Just like an exciting, like pew pew. Fireworks go You're off. Same, sure. Then we cut to obligatory rap scene. Okay. She tells the story of the movie in rap in rap form. Uh, with like a fish eye lens. And... Exactly. While the animated ghost of the dead bird flits around her shoulders. Well, the ghost of the dead bird is like her hype man. It's like, yeah. uh huh, yeah, nodding like, its like head. Like mugs from uh, Cypress Hill, sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's and that's the end of the movie. Okay, and then, and then as the said, credits roll, it cuts to Gwyneth Paltrow, and it says, two years later, <laughs> and she's finally finishing the screenplay for Country Strong, fingers covered in ink or whatever. Yeah. And she goes, perfect. From her computer, yeah. She goes, yeah. perfect, and then says, country, country Strong will return in Country Strong 2, Country Stronger. Oh, perfect. The original ending. I don't perfect. know why, they, I don't changed know why it they changed it. For this downer. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, move on to our final judgments on this movie. I do want to say, one last thing I want to say about the movie is that uh, a former Daily Show writer and current uh, co-writer of Will Shatner's memoirs, Chris Regan, on his Twitter feed had the funniest Country Strong joke, I thought, which was that uh, Country Strong was Tarzan's campaign platform. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, final judgments. This is a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, a movie you kind of liked. Stuart, how do you feel? Um... 
Yeah, I'd probably say it's a bad, bad movie. Like, uh, it's really slow. There's not not really not a lot there. It's fairly fairly broadly drawn, fairly bland. I'm not a big country music fan. Uh, and the things I am a fan of, boobs, killing, all that sort of stuff, <laughs> it's not in this movie. Very few maniacs, invisible or otherwise. <laughs> no freaks of the castle variety or what have you. So because of that, I would probably say it's a bad, bad movie. So if you are like me, you shouldn't see it. <laughs> Elliot? I would also call it a bad, bad movie. It was very boring and dull. And they're just like Stuart <laughs> saying, there wasn't a lot there. It was like they had the very barest outline of a movie and didn't fill it in. Characters didn't feel like characters. They just kind of felt like types. And they just kind of wandered around, and there was no sense of anyone having any stake in what was going on. Mainly frowning. Yeah, a lot of frowning and mumbling. And I do like country music of the older variety that Bo is supposed to be a fan of, but they don't really play any. Like, sometimes it plays on the soundtrack, you know. Yeah. But uh, it it was not nothing much for the country fan, but for the Gwyneth Paltrow fan, fan... she does a lot of Gwyneth paltrow things, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I would call it Bad Bad, unless you're a Paltrow head. Uh, a, paltrain, yeah. a Paltroon, I think they're called. Uh, I'll say it was Bad Bad. It was just a bunch of unpleasant people uh, driving around on a bus, occasionally stopping to sing songs. So that it sounds, sounds like, like a... the Magical Mystery Tour movie. Yeah. <laughs> sounds but like that, a But that had the decency play. for a, <laughs> to only be an hour long, and the actual music was better. Yeah, true. Stuart, nice shark reference. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. (laughs) I remember his name because it rhymes with fart. (laughs) Okay, just took away your intellectual points. So just a a few bits of business before we get on to letters. Any kibbles of business or just bits uh, of business? Some kibbles mainly bits. (laughs) Is this my monthly employee review? Uh, (laughs) Bits of business, gentlemen. Uh, Stuart is fired. Stuart, your voice. House cat, you are rehired. <laughs> Wait, was that why the ca- house cat hasn't been around for a while? Yeah, he, was he, fired? Got, he got fired. He hasn't been rehired yet. What was it? Was it because of something was he did? Was it drug testing? Was it related? It was drug related. Oh, man. And, uh, have you heard about the whole Penn State thing? That was wait what? <laughs> oh god! I don't want to say anymore. It's well, out. this could really hurt the, the house cat's popularity. Yeah, terrible, I mean, terrible thing to say. He's a, he's a beloved Flophouse character, but. Uh, a huge child molestation scandal, a... I think, would take that away. No, he was one of those kids that pushed over that bus. Oh. Uh, well, that's still pretty that bad. Man. Yeah, but he just did it because he likes mayhem. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, so he wasn't supporting Joe Paterno. <laughs> no, he just likes to knock he's over just, things. He's just chaotic evil. Well, yeah, and I mean, he's, he's a, party a party. Yeah, he's a party animal. <laughs> I, th- I, like, I like to believe the house cat released a statement afterwards saying, I thought it was just a wild party. I in no way support Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> The house cat draws a very strong line around the protection of children. There's no party that gets so out of control a child should be hurt. See, you gotta be his press guy. You gotta do his uh, sound bites. Well, you know, he he fired me. Yeah, well. So actual business. Don't party hard enough. Because <laughs> I did. That was his complaint that I didn't party hard enough. I said, you need someone around who who doesn't party. And he threw a bottle at me. And I said, house cat, it used to be about the parties. <laughs> and he said, it still is. And I was like, oh, you're right. So, in non-house cat-related business, is there any? Uh, first, uh, quickly, thanks to Jeremy M for his donation. Hey, thanks, man. The M stands for money. <coughs> um, Millionaire. <laughs> in the last episode, we uh, teased uh, talking about the Flophouse wiki, and then we completely didn't did not say anything about it. Kind of half forgot and half ran out of time. Uh, but there, you know, if you go to the show notes uh, for this show, there'll be, there'll be a link to the wiki, and uh, yeah. My my request for listeners to create an actual Wikipedia page for me ended up in them creating an entire wiki devoted to the Flophouse. They're doing a great uh, job. About 195 pages at last count uh, on topics including uh, the popcorn trick. <laughs> the popcorn trick. Uh, my pizza order. <laughs> Invisible Maniac. Uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole entry for, wait, what? Come on, for mirrors. There's, yeah. They've been doing a great job lately of filling out the individual episodes with uh descriptions of the movie pitches that we make during the episodes and i've been sure. reading them at work and crying because i'm laughing so hard oh, so nice i love reading things we said <laughs> and then forgot typed out and then <laughs> forgot about uh yeah i totally so... had forgotten about the movie million dollar getaway <laughs> <laughs> and got to listen to that again but you guys are doing a great job keep it up if you want to help much the wiki grow uh go there 
What's the um, website? I, I don't have it on hand. <laughs> Go to our you website. You have like four printed pages of stuff. Why couldn't it Go be Go to our there? website. Okay. Uh, when you have- Flophousepodcast.com and there'll be a link. There'll be a link to the wiki and please help them fill it out with Flophouse information and exformation. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I ran out of a but second. They, but they so. talk about um, your feelings over your friend's upcoming wedding, right? Your well, friend's engagement? Well, that hasn't engagement? been updated yet. And not, no. Okay. Uh, uh, for the listeners out there, of course, Anne Hathaway got engaged. Mm-hmm. Elliot, very happy for he, her. Yeah, he just got his e- his invite, right? Nope. To the bachelorette party, right? Don't expect to be You're invited to, to that or the bridal the shower. You'll be giving the bride away. No. <laughs> <laughs> not that is also not true. Neither will I be presiding over the ceremony. <laughs> I mean, are you going to be very sad? Because I know you two have a history. So we don't. <laughs> the yeah, fact that's... that. She has now made her final choice. Are you going to give the groom a lot of? Are you going to not necessarily final? But are you going to be giving the groom many knowing looks? Like, mm. no, I won't be there, and we'll. Well, never I mean, you're married now. Like, tick, and... Tickle her ankles. She loves that. <laughs> That's creepy. And no, <laughs> no. Wait, what? What else is he going to say, Dan? <laughs> yeah, what are their tips? Uh, moving on. Uh, so, furs. So, Buy her a lot of furs. Speaking of weddings. Um, she enjoys girl things. If you want to see <laughs> pictures of the fabled uh, Chuck Speedos, I'm going to throw something up on the Flophouse Facebook page just to keep it a little more private than uh, have it floating around on the regular internet. Yeah, with, with our millions of unique viewers to the Flophouse webpage. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, if Stuart, <laughs> if Stuart uh, gives me an acceptable picture to uh, share with all of you... Of the I'll, wedding night. I'll show a picture yep. of, uh, of Stu in full... Consummation. Possibly with his bride, I don't know. But uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well we'll put that up. So but anyway, moving on to actual letters. Also, letters. that's a warning get- if you don't want to see us in tuxedo speedos, don't look at our Facebook page. <laughs> uh-huh. Letters. Well, Elliot didn't take part. I didn't. Well, I'm wearing well, a tuxedo I mean, t-shirt. Spoiler you'll see, alert. You'll see what spoiler happens. Alert. Yeah. You'll Come see on. what happens. You'll see. Watch <laughs> what happens. On right? Bravo? Yeah. Live? <laughs> the TV show that's not really a TV show? <laughs> Uh, this letters email is titled Ding Dong Gate, and it says, Okay, I like the sound of this. I said that's a from... gate made out of ding dongs. <laughs> if it's like the movie, The Gate, <laughs> it's from Dan, last name withheld, and it says, Dear the Flop House, that's us. I'm a longtime fan of the show, but have only recently been moved to write in. Stuart, I downloaded and watched Castle Freak thanks to your repeated awesome. re- recommendation. Downloaded. I hope someone got any, some money for that. Uh, iTunes, probably. Okay. <laughs> and it was well worth it. However, I need some clarification. I spent the entire film waiting in eager anticipation for a character to, quote, rip off his own ding-dong, <laughs> but this scene never materialized. Oh, it must have been the, the R-rated version. The titular Castle Freak is missing his ding-dong, but I don't think it is ever explicitly referenced that he ripped it off, and it's certainly not shown on screen. Either that or I missed this pivotal <laughs> shot and I need to rewatch. Well, for one, I'd recommend rewatching it. <laughs> for two, you might have gotten hold of an R-rated version because I clearly remember a Ding Dong being ripped off. Much like for people who watch the television version of The Toxic Avenger, you'll never know that the actual version of it is much crazier. And yeah. It's, uh, and unrated Never. Just, and it's the version I grew up with, and it wasn't until years later that I found out it was this, you know... Bizarre movie, and also my a bit of advice: never ever get the uh, R-rated version of Dead Alive or or Brain Dead. Get the uh, unrated version because the because the R-rated one is like twenty five minutes long, right? It is it is significantly shorter. shorter, and it's it is like it is it is there's it is a butcher job in terms of like like that is a crazy fucking splatter movie, and uh, a lot of that stuff is gone. Yeah. And never get the R-rated version of so Bambi. So if you're a big fan of <laughs> Lovely Bones... This is not appropriate for children. <laughs> Stick with the G-rated version. On the other on the other end, don't get uh, the R-rated version either of Debbie Does Dallas because you will be disappointed. Yeah. Sure. A lot of scenes will start and then stop abruptly. <laughs> and don't get the... and so forth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, let's let the audience fill in that bit. Um, got another letter there? I know we're running out of time. This one's from Robert, last name withheld. It says, Floppers, I'm writing you to let you know that I'm acquainted with a former star of one of your favorite films, Private Lessons. In fact, I used to work with Patrick Piccinini. That's offensive. That's uh, no reason for that. Who played the role of Sherman. People at work would secretly pass around the DVD and watch the video of his dancing scene at the pool. 
I never confronted the man himself about his former stardom. For the Where Are They Now file, Patrick is currently a lawyer in Ohio. As you can see, he ran for judge in Central Ohio last year. He includes a uh, a link to that. Anywho, just thought you would want to know. <laughs> well, we, we do. We do want to know. Yeah. If anyone else has tales. He really benefited from those private lessons. <laughs> yeah. It's a judgeship? Very yeah. impressive. Although I don't think, it sounds like he didn't get it. <laughs> if other people have uh, stories about uh, the stars of 80s uh, sex comedies. Yeah, please tell us. They, they know. Sure. Yeah, we want to know. Uh, and if Eddie Deason is listening, write like, in. Like the, uh, the. You don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Like the male lead in Late Consequence, Billy Zane. Where's he now? <laughs> What's he up to? What's he up to? What's he go- doing? What's his story? And that Brat Pack, where are they? Uh, this one is from Beth, last name withheld. A lady. It says, Dear Floppers, Who's I would like boy? to make an amendment <laughs> to Sarah Not Dan's wife's letter that was read during the Red Riding Hood episode. I feel Wait, that- was that a letter from your wife? And uh, No, not Dan's wife. Oh, not Dan's wife. With you, Dan? Uh, yeah. Because it could be that, because your wife is not the wife of another guy named Dan. Oh, God. This is, this is, this is, I'm this confused is already. We're through the looking glass already on this one. But, uh. Where she, chess is a game played with people. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I feel that I have the authority to do so because Sarah is my sister-in-law. While discussing our new, uh, our favorite new crushes, the men of the Flophouse. Whoa, whoa, let me guess one man of the Flophouse. Score. <laughs> Sarah informed me that she did, in fact, hear Stuart as Seth Rogen and Elliot as Vincent Carthizer. Which one's Vincent Carthizer? Uh, he's uh, on Mad Men as, uh, what's his face, the Weasley guy. What, Pete Campbell? Yeah. Oh, I'll take that, that's fine. Uh, but what she didn't... He's got a boyish charm. But what she did not mention in her letter... Was that when she heard Dan, she pictured a giant talking teddy bear. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Shockingly true. I, th- I thought it only right to call her out on this because before she said this, the thought had never crossed my mind. Why would it? But there was no going back. The image is now burned into my brain. When I when I listen to the flop house, <laughs> all I can picture is Seth Rogen, Connor from Angel, or Pete from Mad Men, if you want to be all current, yes. and a man-sized snuggle bear sharing a bucket of Popeye's chicken. <laughs> And arguing over whether or not Duckburg is anti-Semitic. <laughs> now, try to imagine Dan McCoy, man-sized teddy bear, wearing a tuxedo. D- done. Yeah, seen it. You're, he's <laughs> like, like here's, Gooby. Here's just one thing I want to correct. Popeyes doesn't sell chicken in buckets; they come in boxes. Mm-hmm. Buckets are for KFC. Is not a good way to store or sell chicken. It is a. Uh... But otherwise, I, like I think it's time, Dan, that you revealed your secret. Dan was the star of Gooby. He sure. played the part of Gooby. It's a lot very hard for him to find roles being a teddy bear man. I mean, Robbie Coltrane Afterwards, did do my voice. I'm sort of like the guy who was in the suit for uh, for Darth Vader. David Prowse. Yeah. Yeah. In that you're banned from Star Wars conventions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's for other reasons, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. Let's not get into those. <laughs> Let's just say Slave Leia beauty contest and be done with it. Do right. You look like you've got nothing to say about this. <laughs> Why don't you say I'm trying to remember which episode we spent most of the time talking about furries and yiffies and all that shit. All um, of them? Yeah, I mean, we probably talked about it. Okay. I think, well, I think we'll it's, check it out later. It sounds like it's up to some Flophouse fan artist out there to <laughs> bring this image to life of Teddy Bear Dan. <laughs> sure. Possibly lusting after young women. <laughs> It might not be in his. It's hard now to reconcile your teddy bear qualities with your pervasoid one qualities. Oh no, but that's 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 the secret. Yeah, one <laughs> of them is a secret identity, yeah. but which one? Oh. The soft exterior allows me to lure women in for cuddle parties. <laughs> sure. Yikes! And then, <laughs> and then they turn into something far more horrible. <laughs> so uh, cuddle parties are already kind of gross. Kind of, kind of terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, a man-sized teddy bear. That's. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. That hosts cuddle parties. I mean, he, it's tough to get all that stuff out of his fur. Stuff? Stuff, you know, like, like the, the, the pe- stuff, the Larry Cohen oh, okay. movie. Oh, and the stuff, like the white stuff that you eat and it blows your head up. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because enough is never enough. Uh, so this letter is titled, Bad Cop, Worst Cop. And it's from- We're talking about Maniac Cop, right? <laughs> Which one would he be, though? Because who's worse than him? <laughs> from... Ed, last name withheld, and... I'm going to assume it's Ed O'Neill. It says... Star of Modern Family. Dear Pervasoid... <laughs> Star of Dutch. Hold on. <laughs> and the Dragnet remake. It says, Dear Pervasoid, Mr. Hathaway, 
party animal and house cat. This weekend, I decided to treat myself to an oft Flophouse recommended action classic, namely Tango and Cash. Gentlemen, I thank you. Oh, beauty in motion. With that, <laughs> With Sounds that. like a poster I would have that has a hot chick on it and a Lamborghini. Like <laughs> Without your input, I never would have seen Kurt Russell cross-dressing, Terry Hatcher incorporating an electronic drum kit into a seductive dance. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it fits, I guess, the dictionary definition of seductive. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone playing a stock market whiz. <laughs> Or the ultimate destructive power of a tricked-out Ford Explorer. All in all, I rated 117 tumescent boners, spookily good-bad. Congratulations on your nuptial, Stuart. I hope you managed to kill a bear with a flamethrower at your bachelor party. Uh, Close? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was almost that. You'll see the pictures on the website. (laughs) Let's just say Stuart's not allowed back in Maryland. Yeah. And uh, there was recently a convention of bears in Maryland where I was vilified. (laughs) (laughs) An idol of me was uh, thrown upon the ground and stepped on. Mm -hmm. They swiped at it with their paws. Sure. Yep. As if batting fish from the lake, (laughs) from the river. Uh, No, we we like to spread the gospel of Tango and Cash. Oh, it's uh, so good. It's so wonderful. It that's is. Uh, that's the uh, the villain's fort that has a self destruct button, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure. And also, he has a hall of mirrors next to his desk <laughs> for no is. reason. For no reason, he <laughs> likes to play with white mice. Yeah, he's got the little the 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 little maze for the mice to go through. Yeah. Oh, that movie is perfect. Again, lives in a world where if you blow up the evidence, you're exonerated from the crime. <laughs> that movie is perfectly and, stupid. Uh, <laughs> and I <laughs> love. And, of course, <laughs> Michael J. Pollard shows up at the end of the film oh, as, as a the, character we've not seen before. The retarded weapons genius? <laughs> the retarded Q character. <laughs> he is somehow an idiot savant when it comes to high-tech weaponry, mm-hmm. and but works for the police department <laughs> and builds them some kind of battle truck. <laughs> <laughs> and the end of the movie features the front page of a newspaper... Featuring a picture <laughs> of them taken. where there was there was taken where there was no photographer. You don't know that. It's not a three dimensional picture plane. Hey guys, <laughs> we're not in the danger room. <laughs> the, the, your, ta- your, your tango. Should we? We should we? We should really call a, a press agent to have a to have a photographer. No out need. Here, that scene, there's a scene, uh, the parking garage chase scene where. <laughs> There's an empty parking garage, but when they need people to be in trouble, there's a homeless person with a shopping cart, someone with a bunch of presents, and two people having sex in the back of a station wagon. Well, then also uh, there's, the, like, there's the Russian guy who, for no reason, is like, I believe in perestroika! <laughs> like, okay, that's a Russian thing that was current at the time. Uh, Does and, not apply here. And Sylvester Stallone's greatest line ever, perhaps, about... Uh, you obviously haven't been watching your... Judging by the food in your refrigerator, you obviously haven't been judging your weight. Watching your weight, perhaps you've been too busy keeping your eye on the evidence you used to set us up! <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. When I saw that movie in the theaters recently... Not recently, a couple years ago. Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, yeah, when we went to go see it, the audience spontaneously applauded at that line. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that is the, maybe the Citizen Kane of stupid you know, movies. It was a movie that we talked about doing for our next live Flophouse event, and we couldn't do it because the venue was going to do it for another reason. Yeah. But maybe if we do another Flophouse event in the future, it'll be far enough ahead that I we can... I hope so, because uh... that would be awesome. <sighs> anyway, last email of the night from Ashley, last name withheld. It's titled, Elliot the Killer, and it's one line, all caps. The, the, the Mike movie? <laughs> one line, all caps. Where is Simon Fisher? <laughs> so clearly, Elliot's reign of terror. Look, I'm the last the, person to ask where bodies, Simon Fisher is. The dead bodies you have left in your wake. How many dead bodies? Get, Name any of them. Well, as we established before, Danielle's former beau. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Your previous, the woman who held your job before at the Daily Show. No, and she's Simon Fisher. She's currently still all, alive. All murdered by you. You're so like you a talented Mr. Ripley guy. And, yeah. and Andy Rooney. There's some suspicions. Andy Rooney. Yeah. I am talented, Mr. Kalen over here. Let's well, thank you. I am very talented. I'm what's called a double threat, but not threatening in a killing way. Okay. I am a writer performer. Okay. And what do you perform? Uh, mostly like country sur- music, like or? surgeries. Oh, okay. Nose harp. <laughs> yeah. So uh... I perform one man shows based on classic literature. Hop on pop, for instance. <laughs> sure. The little engine that could. 
What I wonder is, what if the engine couldn't? And I take the show from there. The novelization of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie? And, well, the second one. I couldn't get the rights to the first. Yeah. So I do a novel, a one-man show of Secret of the Use. Okay. I play both Toka and Rezar. <laughs> All right. And I have a reinterpretation of the ninja rap that I think you'll find quite delightful. So let's do a quick run around uh, to recommend some movies that we actually liked uh, that we've seen um, uh, that instead of uh, Country Strong, maybe you should uh, spend your yeah, time yeah, on movies. these. Sure, Recommendations. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly go. I uh, I have two very fast. I saw a screening, a pre-screening of uh, Young Adult um, starring Charlize Theron and uh, Patton Oswalt. And it is the best... I, we've we've made fun Thing of you've both. Ever seen? Right? No, no, no. <laughs> I was gonna say we've made fun of both Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody on this show I don't before. Know what made fun of? We've offered a, we, informed we've criticism. Said, we've said that they are overrated. I don't think yeah. that they are untalented. It's people. not like we call them like poopy face or something. No, no, no. Yeah. They, I mean, they, I, I might have. They have. <laughs> I don't want to say that I didn't, and then get caught out in a lie. No, early. they both have very fair. genuine talent, but have been overpraised wildly. Sure. And uh, Young Adult, I think, is actually the best thing that either of them has done. Hmm. So I enjoyed that. And I saw, um, it was either, I can't remember the last word, it was either Machete Maidens Unleashed or Machete Maidens Unchained. It's a documentary about uh, a period of time when uh, exploitation movies were made in the Philippines. It was the same people who made the, uh, the Ozploitation movie, not quite oh. Hollywood. And uh, there's a lot of stuff about Roger Corman, and it's, it's just a fun documentary that's on streaming Netflix oh, right sounds now. sounds good. Uh, Elliot, do you have something? I'll recommend also two movies. One is uh, my monthly closely watched films screening series, Wednesday, December 7th at 7.30 p.m. at 92i Tribeca. For those of you who are going to be in New York, I'm showing The Scarlet Empress starring Marlena Dietrich, the craziest and best, in my opinion, of the Marlena Dietrich Joseph von Sternberg collaborations about how Catherine the Great became Tsarina of all the Russias, and it's insane. It's basically the the only time in history, I think, that all the resources of a studio film re- were used for the uncensored expression of one man's bizarre kind of fetishes and obsessions, and it's really good and a lot of fun. And I'm going to be joined with my special guest, Michael Kupperman, the cartoonist. He has it from uh, like Snake and Bacon's cabaret, Cartoon Cabaret, Tales Designed to Thrizzle, and his new book, Mark Twain's Autobiography. 1910 to 2010. And for those of you at home, I'm going to recommend a movie called I Wake Up Screaming, starring Betty Grable and Victor Mature. It's a basically a film noir movie, but it's from before the film noir movement really started. But it's a really crazy, like fast-paced uh, murder mystery thriller, and it's a lot of fun. So The Scarlet Empress, December 7th, and uh, I Wake Up Screaming whenever you choose to watch it. <clears throat> Stu Rat. Um, well, uh, recently there was Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving to me is a time where you eat a lot of food, <laughs> and then you watch a lot of movies. <laughs> One of those Dude. movies oh, I watched. selling us on movies. <laughs> movies, guys. Why They're little windows need, of imagination. I think you need an intro to segue into movies. <laughs> so I watched the movie Zapped uh, with Scott Bayo <laughs> and Willie Ames. Sure. Classic, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Has so, one of the best salami-based pot <laughs> hallucination scenes of any movie. Uh, yep, Scatman Crothers is uh, pretty awesome in it, and uh, I really, <laughs> what I was wondering in the movie is if he, if his superpower wasn't telekinesis, if his superpower was like he was just really strong, would the scenes where he like picks up and pulls guys' pants down and throws them around and rips girls' shirts off, would that be creepier than if he's just using his mind? I think so, yes. So it would be creepier if he was just a strong guy ripping girls' shirts off. <laughs> because that's conceivable. It's just a, that's the thing some crazy strong person could do. What if he could like shoot out fire and the fire burned their shirts off? That seems dangerous. I, okay. I, yeah, they would probably, yeah, there'd be so bubbling the, skin. I mean, the it thing would that, not be. So the best option is that his. He's got telekinesis, and he uses power almost exclusively to rip I mean, shirts off. I mean, it is off. still that, a form of sexual assault. <laughs> this is yeah. glossed over in the film. Okay. But, uh, and, like especially the in the guys. crescendo yeah. of the movie. Like, it's crazy. But where the all least, the shirts are getting ripped off. To be fair, he was hit on the head. Yeah. So he loses control. Mm-hmm. But his subconscious still mad wants power. to see boobs. Yeah. And, and butts. I, Let's not forget the butts. I was <laughs> well, a little shocked can. at how, how few boobs you see in, in that movie. For yeah, movie, it's true. With a focus is a guy who can rip girl shirts off, and I mean, this was a mainstream movie. This was not the point of this movie was to like this is no invisible man. Show a little boobs and then 
go on from there. This wasn't like, you know. Well, you don't see that many boobs until the very end of the movie. Well, you got to save it like till the finish. Explosion. Come yeah. on. Well, boob explosion. A boob explosion. I think uh, whatever <clears throat> the case, he is a sexual assault fiend. But yeah. with if he was using fire or his own strength, then there's no reason for the police to not just arrest him right there because everyone will have seen him do okay. it. But with so the it's mind, like, a, like, like an American psycho type thing where he almost can't help himself. Kind of, but also like nobody knows how it's happening. So okay. it's like everyone is kind of, huh, what? As opposed to mad at him for doing this. Or having like salami-based hallucinations. Yeah, I mean, that's an American psycho thing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we've finally <laughs> prosecuted Scott Bayo, I think we can sign off uh, for this episode. We all we still have to. Oh, do real it quick, Zapped I gotta uh, I gotta promote. Uh, Zapped again. Go to uh, go to Charlene's bar on Monday nights for trivia night. <laughs> all right, so if you're in Brooklyn, <laughs> if you're in Brooklyn, look up Charlene's bar on Flatbush. Go to trivia night. You'll probably see me and uh, maybe these two turds. Possibly well, less likely now that you called us turds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would inspire you to want to be better at trivia. Oh, yeah. And I won't call you a turd anymore. <laughs> Wait, but what's my reward then? Not being a turd. You'll be a transformer. Oh, that's awesome. That's way better than being a turd. <laughs> okay. Unless I'm one of those crappy transformers. So while we study up on our you trivia, can you I'm going to sign up. Oh, awesome. You can be Soundwave if you want. Can I be the one that turns uh, into the cassette? Yeah, well, wait. Which one? Guys. The, the breakdancing one. Guys. Okay. <laughs> or the flop house. <laughs> I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. I am, as always, remaining Ellie Kalin, unless I'm the Transformer who turns into an audio cassette. Good night. (laughs) Why is George Lucas talking to Dan about a Sierra Nevada? Yeah, so, little laser swords. Well, you see, Sierra Nevada is a character in the Star Wars prequels. And 